2: To episode one nine seven of the Rustic World Gaming Podcast, I'm your host and GM Alex Newell, and with me today I have
3: Ben Meredith.
4: <laughs> Brin,
3: yeah, Bryn. All, all right, all right, idiot. Right.
1: <laughs> ah, Nicholas and Helen Gould. I don't know what that joke was because you all froze for me, and I was terrified I was going to miss my. I forgot my cue. the number seven. That's <laughs> what it is. I
2: forgot <laughs> the number seven. Okay, it comes okay. after six and before nine,
1: and
3: all also right.
2: before eight. Yes. Who are you <laughs> playing?
3: Sol Smith
4: Salah Harun Al Tahan.
1: Cell side bottom and Azu.
2: I am going to drain you of those hit points, Ben. It's fine. I got life. Benjamin of them. Meredith. Yeah, good.
3: <laughs> It'll only make the beastie stronger. Fine, do it. Do it. Kill me in this arc. Let's see what happens. I'm not afraid. Don't tempt me. Frodo. No, I will. I'm actively doing it. Go on, kill me. No, oh man. <laughs> you might
1: not be afraid. I'm afraid. I might be collateral damage.
5: Yeah, I'm not afraid of. The things is going to throw at us. I'm, I'm afraid of the admin involved in, a, in another character.
4: That's what I'm calling his bluff on. I think at this point, surely it'd be simplest to take over one of the NPCs. Maybe. Yeah. No,
2: it's even, it's even simpler. From now on, every player that dies hmm. will instead become brutal. If two of you go, you are both. Becoming a brutal, because I'm not generating any more stat blocks okay? The brutal. fact that you
1: said every player that dies makes me extremely worried.
2: So, you are all on the unnecessarily enormous front porch of Svalbard. <laughs> What's that? Geographically inappropriate and physically impossible? Shh. You, you quiet, you. It's a big, scary ice fortress, and so shall it be treated. You are currently stood on the front porch of the main bridge arching over the enormous cavern. For the audience's benefit, the players are not able to see the whole map. They will only be unlocking areas as they see it. So as a result, there is an element of mystery here. They'll be getting some things in real time. And last but not least, I cannot stress enough, Bryn, how little I want you to have a conversation with scrock and how much I want you all to play through this entire scenario, speaking to not a single NPC. Like, that just... <laughs> that'd just that'd just be absolute aces, okay? I will facilitate anything that you need to ensure I don't need to voice an NPC for at least a session. Hmm. So with that in mind, for the first time in I don't know how long, you guys are in control. Okay.
4: I would like to request a very quick, very simple retcon. Can I have already cast Mage Armor, please?
2: Oh, yeah, 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 you're fine.
5: Okay. Well, that's a point. I, I can do that. I can do those things. I'm going to give one
2: slight hint, which is I'd advise against prepping loads of things that are going to last,
4: like, a couple of minutes. You have a comparatively long way to go. This is...
1: Yeah.
2: Spoilers,
4: map one. Yeah. Ma- Mage, Armor, Mage Armor is the only one I cast at the beginning of a day because it lasts ten hours. Nine hours. What level are we? Ten.
2: Ten. Ooh, yes, we're level ten now. I can change it on
4: my Yes, sheet. you are. You are all officially
2: level ten. And no pressure... But if you trigger enough encounters here, you might even make it to level eleven.
1: Don't do it, Bryn. I'm he scared. wants his
5: wings. <laughs> I'm scared, Bryn. There's so much admin involved in leveling up. Can you please just buy some <laughs> wings?
3: <laughs> so, with this bridge, yes, is, is there a, a, a reason we have a battle map of it, or should we just move up the bridge?
2: You can move up the bridge. It was the most useful one I can find. And also, it was a good first impression, if nothing else.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
4: Did Einstein mention that the things that we're afraid of only have, like, a visual range of, what, 10 foot, 20 foot, did Mm. he say? He said they had a
2: visual range of about 10 feet or so, and they were rubbish at sound.
4: Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we we don't need to actually start sneaking yet, really.
2: I am now going to test my fog of war... And reveal, what now that you're at, sort of at the overhang, because all of the light is coming down from that light well, it's not coming mm-hmm. from inside, so it takes a moment to uh, adjust. It's not pitch dark. This should reveal.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah, there oh, it goes. There oh. we go. Bloody
3: hell, Alex.
2: This is not your eyes adjusting to the darkness. This is Alex testing his tools are working. <laughs>
3: yes, yes, we can see some plant monsters in the main corridor.
2: Yeah. Where it disappears just off the top mm-hmm. is effectively next map. Okay. Fine. You can see, stood where you are, for the audience's benefit, you enter a very large sort of like main hall, which has an elaborate crystal chandelier hanging maybe 50 feet above you. Mm. It looks like it might be magically expected to emit light, but is currently not. To your left and to your right mm-hmm. are two small side doors. Your guess would be leading to some kind of security or customs office as there's a big sort of closed, gated sort of window there, one on either side. And further on here and here, you can see there are two larger stone doors that are ajar, here and here being left and right, further in on the either side of the main hall, which appear to be for, like, actual, like, Passenger thoroughfare.
5: So that might map onto what Einstein was saying that there would be corridors on either side. Yes.
2: yes. So as it uh, stands, you are now in the main entrance hall, looking at, at the far end. There is a nice big open air uh, corridor that you could pass through. However, that one is quite full of the fallen. Yeah. We are not to be clear. Just talking dwarves. This is not a mono race city or anything like that. They are predominance from what you can see but there are also humans some gnomes as well the bodies appear to be quite old so it's not that they're like oh you know recently no they're long long gone
5: okay so these aren't petrified these are actually no no right
4: gotcha
2: these are bodies that something has grown from after they were already sort
4: of long gone when when you say long gone do you mean like one year or ten years closer to one year that's yeah, yeah. that's what I was guessing Basically, roughly a one but, and a half probably yeah ish.
2: <laughs> there are signs in the hall of panic so there are things like you know discarded items maybe like a lost shoe that kind of thing discarded around the place however there was no real sign of that beyond the bridge it wasn't like there was loads of signs of people fleeing it seems to have been kept at the doorway on additional elements to note those plants that are sprouting from the bodies do seem to interconnect with one another loosely so they're on a sort of bed almost that's worked its way into the stone and could please ben you give me a knowledge planes
3: yes mm-hmm. uh, as a 20
2: you're not sure what plants they are, but they have an extra planar quality in that they seem to be phasing through themselves a little bit. So, like, a frond might move slightly and pass through another of its own fronds, stuff like that. They're not necessarily fully meshed with the material plane. As to what they are, though, nah.
3: Sure, but practically this is not relevant information for us dealing with them. It's just like, oh, they're a bit spooky.
2: Yeah, it's aesthetically, yeah, you know, fine. they got they got weirdness going on. Yeah, yeah. Everyone for... Yeah, everyone give me a perception check.
4: 24.
2: Ooh, 26.
4: 25 for Hammond, 28 for Skrark.
2: 25. Skrark, Azawun's cell, I think, if I remember that correctly, mm. can hear the sounds of slight movements on the left-hand side, coming from the larger door that is ajar that was for Main Passage thoroughfare, not the customs office. It is not pronounced movement. It's sort of like a, a, a thing maybe gets knocked, maybe a slight shuffle, nothing more. Apart from that, it is deathly silent. There is still the distant sound of the winds carving across the top of the light well, and there is the occasional, like... Crack of ice, maybe a drip here or there. You got ambience, but there's no actual sounds. It's a very large, very busy but seemingly empty city.
1: Mm. Azu is going to whisper. I think we should stick to the right hand side. I heard something on
2: the left. Maybe we should
1: try the, the doors on the right.
3: Yeah, that's what Einstein said. So let's, uh, yeah. Yeah. let's do it.
2: Okay.
1: Azu's going to head to like the first door on the right. he said like a security-looking
2: place. So the security-looking place is quite near... Yeah, it's where Hamid is right now. It is right next to the bridge. OK. I'm assuming you're going to try and open the door and poke your head inside?
1: Yeah, Hamid, poke your head inside the door that we don't know what's behind it.
3: I wasn't going to open that one. It's not the way on. And also, you said there was a grill, Alex, so we can just look in through it.
2: Uh, yeah, you would actually be able to do that. Oh. I would ask for a fresh perception check, though, because it is a sort of narrow, barred thing rather than it being just a nice big window.
4: <laughs> I rolled a two, so 17.
2: Can I
1: also roll perception since I'm standing next to Hammond? Yeah, 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 you're fine.
4: Yeah, so Hammond and Nazju have moved to the first door and the rest of the party's moved to the second door, which yeah. is actually the way on.
2: 27. Yeah, I'll, I'll reveal some stuff for 27. Give me a Yay. second. Inside the customs office, you see the following. Three fallen are in there, dotted around the room. This room appears to have been absolutely trashed. There appears to have been an armory that has been torn open, a basic armory, and think like security equipment, has been torn open and ransacked. All of the items are gone. It looks like someone maybe tried to barricade the door and failed. Oh, no. But it's it's absolutely trashed. Well, let's not go in there. Indeed. On to the next one. I won't require a perception check if anyone's going to look through. Yeah, sure. Yep leads through to a seemingly empty corridor. At first, there is one large room with a set of stairs that seem to lead towards that customs office you just passed. Mm -hmm. A hall, and at the very, very end of a very long corridor, you can see just gently moving one of those sort of shambly things that we talked about. But it is moving around aimlessly. It doesn't even seem to be going anywhere. Like It just sort of paces back and forth. Maybe maybe to the left and then to the right. It just appears lost, almost. I mean, let's
4: open this door and move through it. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: So, well, like, so I, I think when Einstein told us that they had bad sight, he was talking specifically about the plants, whereas that shambly thing, we don't know how good it is.
4: Yeah, so we sneak around to the left. Azu and I encountered something that looked very similar in the London sewers. They, they, they seem to be blind but react to sound.
1: Yeah, so we should... We should all. We should all whisper. So
3: quiet. All right, let's go. Yeah. Okay. So I think party yeah
4: just like sneaks around, yeah, and to the left, sticking to the walls, being sneaky.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's being yeah. <laughs>
4: quiet. Giving giving the plants a nice wide berth.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
4: so entering into
2: the next room, there is a plant on the far side of the room. <gasps> However, it doesn't seem to have reacted to you, but you can hear movement. In the room to your left.
3: Okay. So we've either got to get past a plant or go into the room with movement in it.
1: Which way should we? Which way? I, I think there might be
2: a route to the left. There. Can you see? But there's a. There's a. That's the thing we want to avoid.
4: Whoever is quietest, go have a look. Scrook. Can I have a stealth check from Scrook, please? Yep. Scrook's stealth core is currently plus twenty six, so Holy! I feel like he might be okay. Yeah. I rolled an 18, (laughs) right.
2: you're fine. So, things that are revealed to Skrark, because Skrark can also look double back and can see the entire party are basically pressed up and are sheltering, hiding, if you will, next to a wall, (laughs) behind which is another Shambler. Skrark, meanwhile, (laughs) has moved further down the opposite corridor and is revealing more rooms in similar disrepair.
4: I mean, Skrark is technically your character to play, Alex, but I'm imagining he's going to not even speak. He's going to hand motions. Absolutely. Look behind you, stay quiet, head this way. Yeah, exactly. And just step into this room to check. Okay, Skrark doubles back out of the room that he
2: just entered immediately and pins himself flat against the wall, very, very still, and waits for a little while before then gesturing to the doorway he just poked his head in, going, Blah. <laughs> That's the symbol for plant, Blah. Cool. I
3: will give him the universal symbol, so what should we do then, which is like a hands up, sort of a <laughs> shrug, like, what do you want us to do then?
2: He points doubling back to you are all on a corner. If you were to double back on yourself past the moving thing, it looks like it leads back to the main hall on the far side of all the plants if you can find a way past the actually moving monster.
3: Right. So
5: do you think that there's a possibility that we could kill one of these things fast enough that it couldn't alert the level 3 out of 10 gestalt thing and then get past?
3: I have no idea, but if that's the only option, we've
4: got to try it. It's possible, but it's very risky. Everything here is
5: risky. Hmm. I mean, my 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 bombs are quite loud, is the thing.
3: So yes. I, so it's pretty much everything I've got.
1: I can go and have a go.
3: Wait. Well, I mean, look, if we're going to just charge it, we should just go together and hopefully kill it before it gets a chance to do any screaming. Yes. But it's either, unless we have a more intelligent solution, that's probably well, it.
5: They're blind, right? So we could look round the corner line up a shot and all shoot at nearly mechanically the same time. I say mechanically because I've, I've, got, I've done a bit of investigation and it seems that people are never able to act completely simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Still, there's always like a 2.5 second delay.
2: For free, I'll allow one of you to have poked your head around the corner to look and come back now that you're mm. a bit closer. This is not, to be clear, one of those root guardians that you encountered in London. Mm. This appears to be quite similar to the plants that are static but maybe a slightly different breed that's able to move around meaning that the body itself seems to be shifting a little bit in and out of phase like its arm will shift move through itself a little bit and then it'll keep shuffling
4: can we tell by the way it acts or by the way it looks whether it's primarily sight or primarily sound triggered
2: i don't think you'd be able to tell the reason being it isn't giving you enough to go on it does actually like keep batting at a little shoe that it's touching but that's about it
4: because the things we saw in the London sewers which i thought these were were obviously blind and making clicking noises constantly
2: yes this is not hmm. hang on
3: what look if it if it's reacting to stuff moving we can just like throw a rock or something in the corner of the room hopefully get it to move out of the way and then get past it
1: ooh i've got
2: some marbles we can throw <laughs>
3: Right, 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 great. Just chuck chuck one in the opposite corner and when it moves, we can kind of wrap around. Good idea.
2: So was that 1,000 marbles you're chucking? 10,000, <laughs> 10,000 10, marbles. Just a light distraction.
1: I'm going to try and find a large marble. Do I have to roll something to throw a marble? No,
2: you can just, you can just chuck it. It's fine. Okay, it is thrown. <laughs> <laughs> you, you roll a natural one, hit it in the head, it charges you. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're throwing I don't a marble. know. <laughs> So you throw a marble at, there's a desk in the corner that's covered in some like littered papers and stuff. Again, you seem to probably be in some kind of like customs area still for people coming through. Mm -hmm. It makes a very, very faint tink that echoes through the rooms because there's nothing else going on. Mm. It doesn't react quickly, but it does react. It stops from facing the wrong way and then turns its face to look towards you, and instead of eyes, it has two flowered blooms.
5: Oh! Creepy, creepy, creepy. And then it just
2: staggers over really slowly. It's not like, rah! It just kind of shambles over to where the marble is and then goes right up to the desk and then just is kind of pushed up against the desk and is just facing the corner where the marble was. Right, go, 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 go. Okay. Okay, okay, let's go what do we roll for yeah, go what go do you going want from us? can you please give me a stealth check <laughs> mm. 3 9 15
4: 29 for skark and 28 for Hammond. was that three total
2: zolf yes i rolled a 5 i have a minus 2 fabulous in which case then can everyone please roll me
3: initiative mm.
5: natural 20 that would have been useful before but Natural twenty and initiative. No, Wait that's great. It.
3: I I would have still mucked up, right? Like, good that you go ah. quick.
1: I got nineteen. I don't know how to
2: enter it in roll twenty though.
3: So I also got a nineteen.
2: In which case, that have oh, I gotta say, I gotta say it for listeners, it's got it's got automatic calculating and an initiative <laughs> tracking, and oh, I've, I've, this this is what it feels like to be replaced by an automated system. Uh, <laughs> cell, you're up.
5: Woo! Cell gets their bow out and shoots. So the first roll is 13 plus 9, 22. 22's a hit. Cool. Shall I roll all the attacks and then we'll do the damages?
2: Uh, yeah, that's probably going to be easier.
5: Yeah. Uh, the next one, 6 plus 9, so 15. Hit. Ooh. Zombies. <laughs> the next one is 3 plus 19, so... Hit. Uh, yeah, cool. Grand! So with this, I might as well roll all three d10s at once. So that is 4, 9, 6 plus. uh, Yeah, so that was 19 physical damage and then 9, 10, 11 electrical damage. Ah, okay, good to know, right. So the first one was 4 physical, 3 electric. The next one was 9 physical, 6 electric. The next was 6 physical, 2 electric.
2: Cool, so I'll skip straight to the end of this thing's... If it wasn't dead before, it's very dead now. Right. (laughs) You fire the crossbow bolts in three quick succession. The first one seems to pass through a chunk of its shoulder which then suddenly materialises around the bolt and then the electricity goes off. Mm -hmm. Another one hits immediately and the electricity goes off and then the third one also hits immediately and goes off. The bolts themselves they do seem to do a a decent amount of damage however the electricity when it suddenly courses through it, it it seems to aggravate whatever that phase stuff was going on and It literally explodes, not with a bang, it just... Oh, phew. It shreds, like someone has passed it through, like, a shredder or something and just distributed the parts around. However, as it distributes... It emits a small cloud of bright sparkling lights that then dissipate in a
4: radius around it.
2: Okay. Cool. In which case then I believe that's your turn. So Hamid is yes. up.
4: Okay, so just just to to recap what happened, we're all starting to move through this room. Zolf banged something, the thing's head flicked round to look at it, and Cell just went poop and it disintegrated. Yes.
2: yes. It, it, it exploded into shards of disappearing light with a crackle of electricity. Okay, Hammond is like,
4: well, that was effective. <laughs> Probably doesn't realise we're still in an initiative, so we'll just move uh, a bit further through the room to be next to Skrark and to look into the next room.
2: I'm going to do you a favour and Skrark uses the free action to tap you on the shoulder, point at it and be like...
4: Argh. So it's the one it's the one beyond in the next room. There is
2: one in the next room on the in the main hall, which is on the far side of that almost barricade of plants.
4: Yeah. Can Hammond and Scark tell that it has noticed Yes. Okay.
2: However, it. <laughs> let's put it this way. The one that heard a ball bearing, walked up the desk, and maybe headbutted it a bit, was clearly some kind of genius level intellect for these things. Because <laughs> this one is still figuring out that it needs to turn around from facing the wall. Aww. It's, it's literally like slowly waddling itself around to face the direction big that you, the noise came from. Shambler, mm. big mood.
4: I honestly don't know whether to attack it or to retreat and hope that it, do- it doesn't notice us. The fact that we're in initiative order with it means that I probably should attack it, but... You do you. You do you.
5: Make a decision quickly. Oh God, however many seconds.
4: Hamid is going to retreat again and just, again, finger to the lips, rest of the party, kind of indicate another one round that corner. Okay. In which case then, Azu, ping, you are up. Oh, I'm loving this. Oh, I'm loving this
2: so much.
1: I am going to double move. Yep to be over here by Skrark. I'm here to back up Skrark because so that I can see what is coming towards us and with axe at the ready to defend. Oh,
2: you're all playing very tactical. I love it.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay,
2: Cool. In which case then, Zolf, you're up. Double
3: move. I'm pressed up against the wall beside Hammond.
2: Loving this. <laughs> Skrark, you're up. This is so much quicker. This is so <laughs> much quicker. Oh, my gosh.
4: Skrark, seeing Azu next to him, just goes Marble!
1: Can I give Skark a marble? Is that, like, extra thing I cannot do in my turn, in initiative, or...?
4: If you open your bag of holding, he can reach into it and grab one.
2: I shall do that. I'm going to allow you to fudge this, because
4: I like it. So Skark's move action is going to be to withdraw a marble from Azu's bag of holding, who is standing right next to him. And then his attack action is going to be to reach forward to the corner and throw the marble up and to the right to try and drag the creature away in a different direction. Sounds good. A ran- I'm assuming this is going to be a ranged attack action.
2: This one will need to be an attack because yeah. it's happening quick, and I'd also like a ping on the map to say where you're aiming so that I can confirm.
4: 28 on the attack.
2: Yeah, you can land it exactly where you want.
4: Yeah, like as f- basically as far through the room up to the right as possible away from the... So the, the thing is currently on the left wall of the room so, and we know it's moving to its right, which could be down and to the right towards us, but Skrak is hoping to redirect it up and to the right away from us. Is Skrak doing anything else? That is a move action and an attack action. In which case then,
2: the creature... still having not rolled higher than a two... <laughs> <laughs> finally finishes turning around and then starts waddling over to the marble however it has a slightly unpleasant quality in that it seems to sort of waddle then suddenly skitters forward a huge distance way further than it should and then (laughs) carries on waddling again it sort of jumps like a bad edit
3: good to know
2: it ends up right where the marble was and is immediately looking down at its feet in which case then as you may have a way past let's take a break and then see if i can kill you in the meantime lovely
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
2: And welcome back. So we are in the depths of combat, and I I, I know whose turn it is. This is <laughs> great. <laughs> Cell, you're up.
5: Cell will move. Oh that's five, ten, fifteen, twenty. 20, 25, 30. I think that's a. Yeah, I've got 30 movement speed. Yeah, so 30 feet brings you
2: just. Just within line of sight. Just within line of sight on, on y- your shambling mm-hmm. friend.
5: Okay, so that's a move action. Just going to shoot once at plus 11, I guess. Don't roll garbage and then have some fun. Uh, yeah, that's, that's generally the plan. Mm-hmm. It rarely goes. <laughs> ice, Good advice for all
2: RPGs with yeah. dice.
5: <laughs> Oh, okay, so I rolled a 16 plus 11, makes a hit.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's so high above the I- AC that I'm happy if you just start calling shots at this point, because... <laughs>
5: okay, so three physical and four electrical damage. Huh! It's still alive! Oh, dear. That's <gasps> not ideal.
3: We've got a lot of turn before it gets to go again. Yeah, so I, ju- I
5: just I just worry problem, about it alerting things, but yeah.
3: Oh, thank goodness. Okay, cool.
5: This is probably the most like, actual rogue-like that... Cell has ever been in that, like, sneaky, sneak, sneak, and then, like, <laughs> whew, whew, sniper thing. Uh, but now, with, remember, two layers of lenses to their goggles. With
3: double goggles. Liv, I have a question for you. Yep. Is Cell humming a theme tune to themselves? Good question. Good question. I mean, they're quite sneaky,
5: so they are humming it, but inside their mind.
3: Yeah. This is like a nightmare.
5: Yeah, like, if you were right next to them, like, listening almost at the, the throat or jaw, you could hear the kind of...
2: Like, sub-vocally. <laughs> Hamid, you're up. Save me from the theme tunes.
4: Hamid cannot move to anywhere useful, very upsettingly. I'll just chuck a fireball somewhere. It'll probably be fine. No! <laughs> no, use lightning bolt. I gave you all these straight corridors. I don't have lightning bolt. I have Arc oh! of Lightning, which is slightly different. Oh, yeah, fair point. The, the, the spell I was planning to use, if I was able to, was Scorching Ray, but I can move past Azu and Skark up to the different corner, which uh-huh. leaves me adjacent to Cell, but I believe without line of sight to the monster. That is correct. Doing anything else? I mean, I could move again, but I probably won't, so no. Okay, in which case then, Azu, you're up.
2: You are all now a well-oiled machine. I love it.
1: Yeah. I might double move it, because I'm I'm useless at range. So, like, basically the only thing for me to do is to try and go up in its grill and hit it with something. So I'm going to move one, two, three, four.
2: Double move to be up in its grill. Understood. At which point, then, it reacts the second that you get that close, (gasps) and it goes from, from waddling to flips around, again, like almost a shutter edit fail, throws its arms wide, the uh, blooms grow much, much broader, and then it gives a silent scream. Oh you can't hear anything, because it doesn't make a noise, and it's just clearly, like, ready for you.
5: Not a noise we can hear, but do the other plants react?
2: Good question. You don't have line of sight, so I can't answer it.
3: <laughs> and I don't think anyone else does either, so... <laughs> Zulf, you are up. do move. I'm moving into the room, but I am like skirting towards the top of it to avoid the little cluster of stationary plant corpses. Call them
2: watchers. That's what I've been referring to in my Watches. notes. Watchers,
3: yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of in, in, in sort of the middle of the room where all, everything's happening.
4: Yeah, sensible. In which case then, scrock is up. So Skrark scampers past Hamid and Cell, knee slides next to Azu and swings with his dagger. <laughs>
2: Skrark's so cool. This is the stalking dagger, right? albeit not with the stalking effect yet. Yes, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Give me an attack roll.
4: Ooh, that's not great. Yeah, so that's only a 17 on the attack roll and the damage is going to be absolutely rubbish.
2: It's still a hit, but yeah, your damage ain't going to be all that.
4: Yeah, that's two points of damage, sadly.
2: Ah, Every little helps. <laughs> At which point then, our friend, our friendy friend... Our new best friend, I would say, would immediately attempt to bite Azu. (gasps) Interestingly, as it does so, it does the shutter thing where it goes from it's not there to it's in your face and doesn't move through any of the animation stages between. That's the best description I can give.
1: Oh, dear. Uh, What's your AC? 21. Hits.
4: Have you included the extra bonuses you got from the extra equipment that we picked up in the armoury in London?
1: Yeah, because I basically only took the, the boots. Oh, fair enough. I've got something for everything
2: else. In which case then, yeah, it's a hit. Dealing six damage. And could you please give me a fort save? Just throwing, oh, throwing it out Just, you know, it's not that big a deal. Six damage.
3: Uh, Helen, what's your fort save? Probably great because you're a paladin. It's but... uh,
1: 11.
3: Okay, fine.
2: Yeah. Oh, you're going to unity me.
3: It's only for an extra plus two, so it's probably not worth it
2: yeah that was a 24 <laughs> yeah um so as it tries to sort of just sink its face into your face <laughs> like, uh, it scrapes across metal and so on and there is a sudden like wash of like really really acidic smelling fluid that's sprayed across the um sprayed across the visor but does not make it through to you Phew. Dear. at which point? Ah, oh, the things happen. I get to do the thing I love. Where things happen that you can't see. Do do do. Very
3: nasty. Very ah, terrible. the Alex is a dick theme song. <laughs> yeah. The man's not wrong. The man is <laughs> not wrong.
2: Okay. Uh-uh.
3: Uh, although, actually, because Hamid is uh, an eye turret, Hamid does see that happen. Uh, it's true. You can look on the map and
5: see what's happening. Yeah. I mean, self so so, can see. Yep.
4: For those who can't see behind us, from the corridor we didn't go down just now, another shambling creature has begun to approach us.
5: And there's another yeah. one. There's a third one that's yeah, popped up Yeah, the too. one that was down the
1: long corridor yeah. is coming too.
4: Oh, there's another one over there. Yeah, 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 yeah we're, being, quite, we're being pincered
3: by shamblords. Okay,
2: we're good. In which case then, all, all that happened, that was fun. I enjoyed that. In which case then, sell, you're up.
5: Yeah, you know what? Yes. I'll we'll use the last arrow in the holster to shoot the one that is... Oh, goodness, let's get the ruler out. It is...
2: Oh, it's 55. oh your new Who... friend.
5: My so new friend.
2: On the, f- on the far side of the hall via the other stairway leading into this room, your new friend. Yeah. Cell
5: can't see the one that's coming up behind. because Yeah, that's the fine. Corner.
2: That's fine, you go for it.
5: going to do that. That is 19.
2: 19 is a hit.
5: Uh, they do two physical and three electrical damage. Okay. They, they've still got a bit of a move action. I don't think they can do anything like drink a potion in that time. Uh, so we'll
2: no, just—you won't be able to
5: be there quietly.
2: <laughs> Look, that's a useful detail. Hamid, you are up. You're on the stairs beside Cell, who took another
4: shot at a new yeah. friend. Hamid wants to use Scorching Ray. I think that's his best attack in this situation. And I think Scorching Ray at the same creature that Cell just shot at, Scorching Ray is probably a bit more obvious than a crossbow bolt. And I think that the Scorching Ray would pass within the eye stalk range of the weird corpse plant things. Mm. And therefore, I think avoiding sending Scorching Ray through their aura of perception is a bad idea. So Hamid is going to back up back into the room where we saw the first one because that gives him line of sight to the one he saw uh, just now coming up behind the party. So he's going to start Scorching Ray on that one and it shouldn't, I don't think, pass through the aura of perception of the plant back in that room.
2: I will say for free, tactically, you you are correct in your summations unless there's info that you don't know but you, you don't
4: know that. Okay, so Scorching Ray, two ranged touch attacks. They were not great, but hopefully a ranged touch AC is so bad, it won't matter. So that is a 20 and a 12. 20 and a 12. Both hit. 15 fire damage on the first ray. Seems to hit very hard. And a much better roll. 23 fire damage on the second ray.
2: So, can I ask for free everyone to give me a perception check?
4: 18.
5: 23. Ooh! Ooh, 30. <gasps>
4: nice. Ooh. Yay!
5: 22
4: for Hamid and 25 for Scrock.
2: Based on context, then, it's actually probably going to be Zolf and Azu. Azu, it makes sense for it to be that high. Zolf, because you aren't doing a full reload on repeating or attacking anything. In order, the following happens. Your original friend explodes into light. That's the other one. Just seems to fill uh, up. Which one? When you, the one that Hammett shot. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Seems to fill up from the inside with that scorching rain, just explode into light. Oh dear. Smearing the tatters all over the floor, which then dissipate.
5: Within then, te- wait, there's a plant in that room. Does it explode big enough to get within that one's like? No. Okay.
2: Phew. It does not. Cool. No. Clarifying. The next thing that happens is Zolf and Azu. You notice the uh, bits of these creatures that seems out of phase glows with a sudden spray of the uh, orange colouring, like your two new friends. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't appear to, like, reside within it or anything. It doesn't suddenly catch a flame or anything like that. But there is the sudden glow of, like, that scorching ray. It's like... It's like it was lit by the same light, even though there's no light source, and then it passes. Yeah, it's
3: residually linked or whatever.
2: Cool. But, yeah, good turn and horrendous damage for these things. In which case then, Azu, unless you have anything else, Hamid, you are up, Azu.
1: I... This may seem like a silly question, but then it might be because Pathfinder is silly. Do I have to do move, then action, or can I action and then move? You can action, then move. Okay. I would also like to canvas the others. Obviously, usually I would use my ominous great axe. However, it howls loudly mm. whenever I swing it.
3: Does it mechanically howl loudly?
1: That's what makes it ominous, was my understanding, Oh, Alex? fair enough, then.
2: <laughs> I'm going to rule mechanically speaking. You know that you could get away with it. Like, it's, it's not going to echo through the halls but you would be foolish to use it say even though they're not particularly good at detecting sound within 10 feet of the plants
1: well luckily i am not within 10 feet of the plants i am within five foot of something that just tried to bite my face off
2: <laughs> so i'd say if this wasn't aware of you and you were swinging away not at it it would definitely be aware of you but that's not what's happening
1: Yeah, it knows I'm there. Exactly. And I'm going to say, yeah, the range between me and the other things I don't think is enough. Okay, we're going to do it then. You can trust me. I'm your
2: friend. You're fine. I am messing with you. Please press on.
1: (laughs) Just keeping you on your toes. Audience, I just looked at my webcam very, very dubiously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when I roll to attack uh, the d20, I add the attack bonus, yes? Yep, yep. Of the weapon. Good. Oh. Okay, that's 19. 19. (laughs) Good. And...
2: That is... Ooh! Okay, that's 21 damage. Nice. (laughs) Okay, cool. In which case then... You heft your axe up and then sweep it down with an ominous sturge, and maybe have a moment going, hmm, this would probably make something shaken if it was... A, oh, no, it's already dead. <laughs> it just ploughs through it and shatters it into tears like the others. At which point, can I please get a fort save from Skrark and from Azu?
1: Yeah, so this is why I asked if I could move afterwards. I don't know if I'm going to be fast enough to it then It will automatically trigger. You
2: can't, okay. can't
3: pre it. Oh, well. Wait, quick, before you roll, Helen... First of all, Bryn, what's Skarx's Fort Save? Plus three. Alex, what kind of effect is this? Which are the ones that you can boost it to? Because I'll just be able
2: to say yes or no.
3: Hardy and grief filled.
2: I don't think it would apply to either.
3: Cool. I will still use Unity. Both of your Fort Saves are now thirteen for the purposes of this thing. Uh, Unity is an immediate action, so I just it. it yeah, yeah.
2: It, 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 you just go. Oh, 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 have help! Here's your help. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's all fine. Okay. In which case, can I get the fort stage from both
2: of them, please? But he's done a lot of heavy lifting there. Yeah, twenty-five. You're fine.
4: Twenty-two. Yeah, thanks you're, Yeah, yeah. you
2: both both fine. Again, it sort of splatters fluid all over you, but then the fluid's gone. It's not like it lingers. It's just gone afterwards, and it, the tatters fall away, and it is destroyed. You see for free because I want to sell the friend <laughs> that you have been firing at, and are, you, you know you look up from reloading just a second, to see it, kind of give another shudder like um you know like a strobe movement type thing Mm. but then it it still sort of seems to be beelining yeah good hit you've still got a move action left if you want to do stuff with it oh yes i'm going to back away to like here to be clear of one thing i am aware that you were at the upper limit of the map there is basically a doorway at the upper limit of the room that you're in but right. it's, it's closed.
3: So we can continue further in if we wish to. Yes,
2: that's what I'm trying to get at. Is that uh, Explicitly, there are other maps. You can go further in. It's just that you've hit the limits of what you can fit on a single thing because I'm a bit extra and went a bit overboard. <laughs>
5: really, Alex, that's not in character at all. It was like, you have a
2: lot of elements here. This might break things. Are you OK, Mashes? Proceed. I
4: cannot. <laughs> you're, you're saying your map is too big for your app.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, yes, I am.
4: In that case, then, where are you moving to?
1: I'm just going to back off to be sort of more in the centre of things with the other people. Understood. And I'm just going to stage whisper Do we like, OK, we don't go close to them.
3: <laughs> uh, Zolf, you are up. Uh, cool. So I will move uh, one, two, three, four... So moving across the room towards the final Shambler we can see, but Uh staying away from the Watcher. It's the Uh, final
5: Shambler! (laughs) 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 Uh,
3: I will then use my remaining standard action to ready an action, which is when the Shambler is within five feet of me specifically, I will strike it. You
2: have a glaive, yes?
3: Yes, it has reached 10. I will get an attack of opportunity before it gets within five feet of me, so I'm hoping that I will attack it twice.
2: Ah, clever.
3: <laughs> yep. Sexy. Very good. Very
2: clever. That's why I've got a glaive. In that case, then, that, that's legit melee. I'm like, ah, oh, that's quite clever. I like that. Um, Skrark, you're up.
4: I don't like numbers, but I can use them when I need to. Skrark will take heed to Azu's advice about not getting too close to them, but doesn't actually have any ranged attacks. So he's going <laughs> to basically just... <laughs> scout the area a bit to make sure there's nothing else coming so he'll run to the door at the north of the room and assuming there's a grill in it again
2: this door does not have a grill it is a double door that is appropriate size for medium humanoids and it is similarly ever so slightly ajar as the others it doesn't look like it's been closed or barred or anything
4: okay Skrark will peek through it if it's slightly ajar he wants to look into the next room without entering it
2: in which case then I will bring up what skrark sees now so that skrark can communicate if if needed it appears to be a long empty corridor with no further planty monsters inside it that then takes a corner further down the way and, and he can't see beyond that sure so next up is your remaining friend who has been shot by cell i believe yes yep so it beelines towards cell Mm-hmm. It is, unfortunately, because it's moving in a direct straight line, it does not pass within five feet of Zolf, but Zolf will still get an attack of opportunity because it is passing through Zolf's threatened thing
3: and could not see him yep. or take any action My to prevent it. Readied action doesn't go off. I probably should have just had the readied action as when it gets within range, but that is the problem with readied actions.
5: We were all impressed by it, oh, Ben. That's I mean, fine, we though, because,
3: well, I've, I've rolled a natural 20, so let's see if nice. I confirm this critical. Yes, Ben, yes! I actually probably do. Uh, yes! Yeah, I hit twenty four. Yeah, yeah. You confirm the crit. Cool. Uh, crit rules are roll once and then just times. Don't roll for, like multiple times. Or do you want me to roll multiple
4: times? I always roll multiple times.
3: I but... rule for roll multiple times. Okay, fine. And just to confirm, with critical damage, is it just the rolled damage or the bonus as well?
2: Bonus as well, unless you've got weirdness happening.
3: Okay, right. Because Glaive is on fire, so I'm rolling 3d10 plus 21 plus 3d6. Oh, my God. I guess. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I've rolled like crap. Um, (laughs) 7, 28 physical damage and an additional 10 fire damage. Cool. What's the range of its explosion? Now that, my friend,
2: is what I'm just confirming now, but I think it might be a good range, by which I mean 10 feet, so I'm just going to
3: double-check that, my... Oh, it's not. Oh, it's five foot.
2: Does not explode in your face. That's disappointing.
3: Reach weapons. Love it.
2: So in uh, in a a glorious blaze of death, it just explodes into shreds. Because of where it explodes into shreds as well, I'm going to go ahead and say that the uh, plants that are kind of filling up that main entrance that you were above, eh, they didn't notice that. That's fine. However, could everyone please give me a perception check?
5: Oh, dear. 22. Ending an episode on a perception check is not great. (laughs) Good for me. A 19. 27.
4: 20 total for both Skrark and Hammett.
2: So I have got a 27 as highest, yeah? Yep. Azu. Yes. Not immediately. So not triggered. I'm going to say, like, you all have a couple of moments of...
3: (sighs) (sighs) Oh, yeah, in those couple of moments, I will turn back to the rest of the part and just kind of give them a thumbs up. At which point, Azu...
2: First through the bottom of your feet. It might even be that it's just your armor that's resonating. You hear a deep, very, very, very deep thud almost.
3: Drums.
2: Like drums. Drums in the deep. Oh. Drums in the deep.
1: No, I'm oh, Pippin!
3: <laughs> Fool of an orc. and on that I'll end the episode
2: (laughs) 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 right I'm going to keep this energy because I want to go straight on so uh, I'm going to say bye and then we can just rush back into this straight away while everyone else waits a week bye Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share alike 4.0 international license Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at TheRustyQuill, visit us on Facebook or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. And this is one nine seven seven. Seven, yes i remember six then seven comes after six yeah. not before i remember now okay because it, it eight nine hello and welcome to episode 196 of the rustical gaming podcast i'm your host and no. gm alex no. newell 197
4: ah, f- <laughs> i can't seem to ping on the map
5: how does one do you have to- is it here
4: Yes, thank
3: you. Yeah, you, do,
1: you just hold down left click like this.
4: Yeah, you've got to be in the mouse
3: or the select okay. move ah! thing and then just hold. Sorry, Helpful. I'm chuckling because
2: everyone's discovered ping and it's like firework <laughs>
0: display online.
2: <laughs> it's just like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the
1: voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts, or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.